0: This one I was reading last night, a little bit about her. And I didn't even read that much because I was like, it was right before I was going to bed. And I was like, I don't want to read too much right before I go to bed. I'm going to wait till tomorrow or whatever, till I really Mm. get into it. Literally after I read it, I was like, why, why do I do this? Why (laughs) do I do this? Why the fuck do I like crime? Yep. I already have enough PTSD in my life already as it is. Okay. Yeah. This
1: one is really. And then
0: I read about this shit. Okay, before I go to sleep. And I'm like, why do I do this? Why do I do this to myself?
1: So, So, Quinny, you've had your moment. You've had your
0: it was just like
1: I did with Israel Keys. You had it with This was my moment.
0: This was my moment. I was like, Why do I do why am I why do I have a passion for this? Why do I have a passion
1: for the shit? For
0: this shit. Yeah. Because it some of these cases put me in a place that it is not. I have
2: to say, if any case were that to be like happened to me, it should have been this case, and yet I'm still chugging along.
0: (laughs) Straight up evil.
1: Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing, and now you're trying to feed him your pile of kill all of your enemies. And a dogfish, a tampon, and a little garbage. It ain't right to bubble peaches and like, like you wear <laughs> 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 oh,
0: <laughs> a dog. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a PJ, in a PJ day, in a, a horrible PJ. story, in a horrible oh, story, and we, we hate oh, oh. the story. <laughs> story, but we gotta tell the story, and we hate the story, but we gotta tell the story.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead
0: hello
1: and we've got carly she's the blonde hi it's a pajama party yeah. tonight. uh we hey, are baby. all sitting pretty comfy we're trying to get as comfortable as possible because the story we have got for you tonight first of all take it up with carly all right this is her case <laughs> take it up with yeah, her because I'm sorry, guys. Uh, very very sad very very sad story for tonight so carly it's all yours yeah, just right off the bat, I'm sorry, I
2: apologize to everybody. Cherish <laughs> Lily Periwinkle, which is like the cutest little name. She was this little girl born December 24th on Christmas Eve, 2004 in Jacksonville, Florida to Rain Periwinkle and Billy Giroux. Um, her parents split up though, and her dad ended up moving from Florida to San Diego, California. He was in the military and he um, was a uh, transferred over there. So Rain, Cherish's mom, got primary custody of her, along with Cherish's two younger sisters, Destiny and Nevaeh, but their father, Aaron Pearson, lived with them, Charish's stepfather. So it was all of them together. So the evening of June 21st, 2013, Cherish is eight years old. Her, her mother Rain, Sisters Destiny and Neveea, who were five and four years old, they went shopping for some items like household items, garbage bags, some clothes, etc. So Sharish was going to go to California the following day um, on a trip to see her father. And they all went shopping. First they went to Family Dollar, then they went across the street to Dollar General. So while they're shopping, they're getting, you know, the regular stuff they need for the house. Mother Rain sees this like little black and white dress that would have been cute for Cherish. So she goes up to the um employee, like at the front, and asks them the price of it because she wasn't really sure exactly, you know, how much it would be because she wanted to know if she'd have enough to get both the dress and the rest of the items that they actually needed to buy. Um, she also needed to save some money for the taxi the following morning to bring Cherish to the airport and then them back home because they didn't own a car. And she was, you know, she's strapped on cash. She's a single mom, basically. Like, yes, the father of Destiny and Nevaeh live with them, but they don't have a lot of money to speak of. So they're just trying to get what they could get. So while they're in the store, there's a man who is kind of older. He has white hair and dark eyebrows. He seems to kind of be like hovering around them a little bit while in the Dollar General, like just hanging around. He ends up leaving the store. But as Rain and Destiny and everybody and Cherish leave the store, he's been waiting outside at the front door of the store for them. And the mom notices this, like before they even have left. She's like, that guy is still there. Like that's kind of weird. So she just decided to try to like pay no mind and just leave and be on the like on their merry way. But he stops and talks to them. And he says to Rain. Oh, look like you've got your hands full. Like, I know I've had two little ones. Okay, like just trying to be like small talk. But he mentioned the black and white dress that Raina had been looking at to try to purchase for charity that she ended up not getting. And he's like, you know, if you're kind of hard on cash, like I would get it for you. Like I actually have this $100, $150 Walmart gift card that my wife and I were gonna use at Walmart. Why don't you come with us? We'll, we'll bring you there and we can get you some clothes for the girls. So mind you, this is at like 8.30 p.m. Okay, in Florida. So at first Rain is kind of like, that's kind of weird. Like she's thinking to herself, but she's like, well, the wife is supposed to be coming. So like, that's not as scary.
1: Okay, sure. which would that make sense? So that would make sense.
2: She's like, let's just wait along, you know, wait a little while and see if the wife shows up. So they're outside. The girls are playing with like their little umbrellas, like just hanging out outside the store. And this man ended up just waiting in his white van. Okay, red
0: flag every two. fucking <laughs> time. White, white creeper two. van.
2: Okay, man. why the white van? I don't understand. So he's sitting in the front of the white van with the door open, like just hanging out, waiting for his wife to come. And he's like making small talk with Rain still. He's talking about church. He's like presenting himself at this like Christian grandfather type. Like they're just shooting the shit, waiting for this wife to arrive. So Rain is still thinking at first, she's like, I thought he was kind of creepy and annoying, but he seemed like he really wanted to help me and my girls. And so she said like, part of me wanted to believe that this was a blessing for my kids.
0: Yeah. Because when you're that down and out, exactly. man, when you're exactly. that down and out and you're exactly. like needing clothes for the kids so bad, like, like she's already
2: probably feeling down or embarrassed. Extremely that she even vulnerable
0: already. You're exactly. already vulnerable. And no, and like this so man is totally advice. knowing
1: that this is going yep. on, you know? Yeah. He picked her. He definitely exactly. picked oh, her. Oh,
0: straight up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, you know, they're still like just waiting for the wife to arrive. And Rain actually tells the man about Cheris' trip the next day to California, which is like why they needed some clothes. She needed to bring some new clothes to go with her. So the wife doesn't show up. So finally, the man offers like, why don't you just come in my van with me and I'll take you up to Walmart? It's like only down the road. It's not very far. And at first, Rain wants to wait a little bit longer for this man's wife. But the guy starts to cop an attitude which is red flag number three already yeah okay we're what yeah. five minutes in
0: three red flags and we're already seeing the temper of a stranger like that you don't even know yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. no reason should he have an attitude no so he cops natch with her and he's like i don't need to be doing this like do you want to see my driver's license like do you want the free stuff or not basically like, who are you? Oh, my God. So Rain doesn't want to be rude. And she agrees to go. Because she thinks maybe I'm just being paranoid. And I mean, then
1: not for nothing. Like, uh, where else is she going to go, though? Like, she's right. got to call a cab, right. right? Like, to even leave there.
2: Right. So at this point, yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: man. Like, she's stuck in a corner. Really? But also... And I know, like, any anyone else, else out there who listens to, like, My Favorite Murder or whatever, because I used to listen to them, like, fuck politeness. Who cares about being rude mm-hmm. when it comes to you, your safety, your children. And energy. your children, yeah. Like, yes, you're right. Like, she couldn't just get out on her own because she didn't have a car to just leave on her own. She had to just sit there and wait in, like, an awkwardness. But just be rude. Just do it. For sure. Also
0: there is like a line that just like you have to try to draw when it when you do when you are right on the cusp of like desperation Mm -hmm. but like also just like it knowing in your gut and like your intuition like that it's something isn't right it's like Mm -hmm. really you have to try to like make sure that you draw the line and the line has to be like no so
2: rain and the three girls pile into his white van which is lined with dark curtains and has carpet on the inside. <laughs>
0: Red flag number what? Million? Like, oh my
2: God. No one should own this van. Okay? Like no, someone
0: ever. would write it. That is not so, like, that's a van that someone would write a song about. Definitely. Like uh, curtains. I <laughs>
1: know in the rug, like it's Florida. Like it's just, I just keep thinking about a yes. warm rug.
0: Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. yeah, carpeting. <laughs> like, oh.
2: So they're in the van, they're making small talk. You know, it's not that far from where they were. Um, The man, like, asks all their ages. Gross. Um, Says he's 61. (laughs) And then finally tells them his name, Donald Smith. So, yes, finally, like, she's already in the van with the man. Finally finds out his name, Donald Smith. He's still talking about his wife from the Virgin Islands. Quote, unquote.
0: Okay. Why? Yeah.
2: He tells, he has the audacity to tell Rain to her face, you're safe. Don't worry. You're safe with me. Okay.
1: To her face. Like that just makes me even more likely to be like, okay, fuck this. We're out of here.
0: Like like, If someone says that,
1: not safe. Unsafe. Yes. So they
2: finally arrive at Walmart. The kids are fussy. They want to get out of the car. They're, you know, jumping all over the place they're still waiting for the wife so smith takes a call okay yeah what the fuck is this rain assumes that the that the cell phone like vibrated in his pocket but she never heard a ringtone a vibrate or anything just all of a sudden he picks up the phone and is talking on it okay so the kids are going crazy. They wait for the wife for a few more minutes while in the van. Smith says, why don't you go ahead in the store? I'll meet you there in the girls section. So Rain leaves her bags of her you know, previous items she had gotten at the store. She leaves the stroller in the van and takes her diaper bag with her and the girls. So Rain starts to the shop. They're looking at shoes. They're looking at the girls section. Smith eventually comes, says, okay, my wife is on her way. They go to the shoe section. Smith picks out these very tall women's shoes for Cherish. Okay. He's been paying a lot of attention to Cherish in particular, and he picks out these high tall women's shoes. And so she asks her mom, like, Hey mom, can I get these? And mom tells Smith, no, I don't even wear shoes that high. My eight-year-old daughter is not going to wear those. So I can only imagine like what creepy high heeled, whatever, Yep. out for this eight-year-old little girl to wear
0: okay yep i think that that part right there is where i just am like what
1: it's, it's i know bad. and it's really difficult too because we do not want to blame rain no, for this no like she, she, like you know all. what i mean like she's no. a
0: totally vulnerable no, she's a totally vulnerable position yes. and you can't say what you would do until you've been in a situation like that And so, so 100%, but still something like that to me, 2021, I'm just like,
2: but on the other hand, which is very weird for me to say, if I were into true crime, as I, as I am, obviously, if I was that down and out, I would probably do basically anything for my kids to get what they need. So Rain's putting all these clothes in the in the cart she's like sectioning them off for each of the girls, you know, so she knows like what sizes she already has and what like I can just I can just see it. What does Smith put in the cart a bundle of rope. Just
1: a big bundle of rope. Oh, God. the whole thing. This is a whole thing. I know we're going to get into this, but like, it, this yeah. is the whole thing. Like my wife in the Virgin islands and the rope and all of these things. It's like, he is just like, he thinks he's so fucking smart right now. Yeah, exactly. He thinks he's like doing this. Like they shop for about an hour and a half in the store, like roughly two hours. They're in
2: Walmart. Okay. At night, mind you, because they were at the dollar general, it was already eight 30. Okay. They have been shopping around. The wife has still not appeared. Nowhere. He said they didn't yes, live far. So like She's been on her way for two hours now. Okay. So the kids are hungry. They haven't even eaten dinner yet. So Smith offers for them to go to the McDonald's. That's in the Walmart. It's like a superstore Walmart. Not You know, it has like nail place and the McDonald's in the front and yada, yada. So it's like 11 o'clock at night at this point. He's like, I'll take Cherish to go get some burgers. I'll meet you when you're done at checkout. So Rain, no, nope. needs to stop a little bit. She goes to checkout with her cart full of clothes, and Destiny and Avea with her. Smith is supposed to pay for all these clothes, remind you. And she sees the McDonald's is closed, and Cherish and Smith are gone. So, poor Rain Periwinkle's phone her cell phone does not work. She has a cell phone. It does not work because like that day or the day before, or whatever, one of her younger daughters tried to clean it and ended up putting it in water, just like in the cat water dish to try to clean it. Oh my God. Like my kid would totally to do that. So she has a phone, can't use it. So she's realizing that Cherish is gone and has, and this man that she just met, like nowhere to be found. There's no reason for them to be anywhere else in the store because they would have just waited for them at checkout and they're not there. Yeah. Right. So she goes like, call 911. My daughter's been taken. No one would help right away.
0: Yeah. This blows my mind too. It I takes can't.
2: 40 full minutes for I don't a Walmart understand. employee to lend their her lend her their cell phone. She calls 911. Okay. First of all, there is a protocol in stores such as Walmart and others, that if there is a child that is missing, you immediately lock down the store so no one can get in or out, you search the premises, you call the authorities, yada, yada. None of this has happened. None. They're, once the authorities get there, they're supposed to immediately look at the surveillance tapes. Like, none of this is happening. 40 full minutes have gone by and no one is helping this poor woman.
0: It's not right.
2: It enrages me.
0: Yeah, same. It's
2: such a level. So finally she gets the cell phone, she calls 911. And she tells the dispatcher like my daughter's been taken by a stranger. So I don't know if you've listened to the 911 call quinnies. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so
1: terrible. It's, it's
2: so rough. so terrible.
1: It really is.
2: But I will say <sighs> it ends up being a thing that the 911 dispatcher On the other end of the of the phone call doesn't quite either understand the point rain is trying to make or chooses to think it's not as big of a deal just because at the very beginning the way that rain is speaking she just speaks in a very calm measured tone like all the time so even though she you can tell she's like upset and she's panicking she's still not hysterical okay like she's not talking with like loud emotion, you know what I mean? She's still a little bit on the softer spoken, measured side. But that's like her, yeah, but that's her
0: personality, that's right. like who she is. So like, like if
2: you're listening to her words, you know it's a, it's a big deal, but if you're like not really thinking or paying attention, you could almost think it's not like an immediate emergency.
1: No. 911 calls are fucking problematic. Okay? Like every case that we look at that has a 911 call is like yeah. either they yeah. were too upset or they weren't upset enough yep. or For they real. they never crossed the ad, like they never me- whoever's on the other line, whoever the emergency services person is and the person who calls are almost never like on the same page. Yes. It's really uh-huh. it's 911 is a is majorly problematic. I've heard 911 calls yeah. Where somebody is calling and it's an emergency and they're screaming and the fucking nine one one operator hangs up the phone. Hangs up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, I don't know. I get it. They didn't. They weren't quite connecting. And it is like it's a nor. It's kind of normal with nine one one, but yeah. she, this mother. <laughs> had the, had the foresight to speak in a controlled and measured tone to get this information out. And mind you, the kid has been gone for 40 minutes. So she has had the time to say, okay, you know, she's probably explained it to 15 fucking people before that. Exactly.
2: And they didn't, weren't even helping her to begin
1: with. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It really is.
2: What's worse is later on in the call, she literally tells the person after telling like, it's this guy that I met. She goes, maybe he was grooming her. I hope to God he doesn't kill her. I hope he doesn't rape her. And then she mentions that she herself has gone through that. Mm -hmm. And like, it's the last thing she wants her daughter to have to be going through. So Like the fact that she has to even say that, you know, it's just so
1: tragic. To get people to understand like why this isn't, why it's important. Exactly. So another... Part of the problematic thing
2: with the dispatcher is that rain has a hard time remembering exactly what cherish was wearing and describing smith and his van because she's like panicking and she didn't really look at all the ins and outs of the van and get the license plate number and whatever you know what i mean like she was just panic mode so she ended up saying like i feel like a fool like i don't i can't answer these questions you know what i mean she tries mm-hmm. but she's just not not doing so well so she does tell the dispatcher about the shoe thing, the weird high-heeled shoe that he picks out for her. Says that Smith ended up taking Cherish to the dressing room twice. And like, that was kind of weird. But like, she didn't want to be paranoid. She didn't want him to think that she's being overprotective. Again, be overprotective. Do it. I Like, just do it. So, she says that she was pinching herself, thinking it was like all too good to be true, but she says, my girls to clothes so bad. That's why I let them do it all. Like when speaking about bringing them to Walmart in the first place, mm-hmm. like it's so sad. So even though franti- uh, rain is frantic on the 911 call, the dispatcher still fails to it to police how urgent the situation actually was. So they thought at first it was actually a, a missing person not an abduction, which I don't quite understand. Like how is that less emergent? It takes the police six hours to send out the Amber Alert to the media. Okay. so Six hours after so the 40 minutes has already gone by that she even called 911. She was on 911 call for what, 10, 15 minutes before the police um, came there or whatever. Like it's hours and hours and hours have gone by. Like complete failure. So... It ended up being later on an internal investigation um, went into the delayed response by the authorities that would that took like seven weeks that they investigated this. And it would show that the police at first didn't even believe Rain that Cherish had been taken because they thought either she was confused.
1: So oh. Right. Oh, right. oh okay. she was confused. 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 She was just
2: a s- hysterical, confused woman. Oh. Like what? that makes sense okay or they thought it was a ploy to do like a custody battle
1: with cherish
2: um with, for cherish sure because like, she's just
1: about to go back to the to father Canada in War, san diego yeah. gotcha okay. so they think she's just trying to hide her right so let's get into who donald
2: smith was slash is because donald let's Dick. let say- donald Dick. it ain't good guys fuck Anyone. this guy it ain't it ain't good paid hate him so much. So in case you didn't already gather, he is not a Christian grandfather type.
1: Wait he, a minute, Carly. You mean to tell me that somebody who calls themselves Christian doesn't behave like a Christian? Are you kidding me? Oh, shots fired, Jocelyn. I'm just, I mean, what? I've never heard of such a thing. Oh man.
2: He's not a generous, helpful person. Okay? <laughs> no, he is not. No, far from it. <laughs> he has a rap sheet going back decades. And he's a registered sex offender. Okay. It all starts in 1977 when he was convicted of lewd and lascivious behavior on a child under 16. He exposed himself to a girl. He was in jail for a year, then he was on probation. He violated that probation and spent another 14 months in prison. Okay. Around this time, he started being evaluated by psychiatrists, which all found him to be intelligent and very manipulative. He was diagnosed with disorders that were similar to major depressive disorder, severe cocaine use disorder. He was high into the cocaine for many years and a pedophile. So he, this is Philip Garrido. Yep.
1: This so is who we're dealing exactly with. This is right. Philip Garrido. Okay. I Great. don't
2: see any music <laughs> inclinations in Donald Smith. I didn't find any Thank of that. God Thank for God. that, but basically exactly the same so he's you know on probation whatever 1993 he spent five years in prison for attempted kidnapping of a minor a 13 year old girl 2009 he um was charged because he was harassing he was calling a nine-year-old girl and harassing her
0: over the phone
1: this is fucking that's okay. like that's like amy malvick shit okay. yeah
0: that yes. is well, so
1: scary mind. speaking of this i heard so the true crime update
0: and I- oh yeah oh, i yeah. could
1: not even i i honestly i'm so sorry we're in the middle of this i'm sorry but I know, like I, I
0: swear to god i,
1: I never, I never yeah. ever thought that they would solve that case I, really deep down yeah, in my yeah. heart it's a great hand agreed like get up Also true crime garage like shout out because they are the number Huge one they out. are the
0: so number one high. It's just like
1: sitting down, having a beer with your buds, talking. I love it. Love it. Yeah. So good. It's great.
0: It is great. Let's do a crossover,
2: guys. Let's do a crossover. Real Uh, quick. We're
0: here. We're here. We're here.
2: So he's harassing this girl on the phone. He also attempts to abduct two teenage girls by trying to lure them into his van with pornographic magazines. Back in 2002, he was actually attending a psychosexual treatment program led by psychologist Dr. James Vallely, wrote a letter that he sent to the state attorney expressing his grave concerns about Smith, saying um, that Smith complained that the program was too long. He wanted permission to see his children earlier. He was, quote, terribly troublesome and
1: dangerous. And nobody did anything about this. This um, reminds me of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. This is him yes. going in for eval upon eval and people going, do not let him, he is not able to be rehabilitated and yep. people just no. shipping him out. Yes, yeah.
0: keep, yep. Right. Yep. And just, and he. meanwhile, he's just a danger to society. Yep. Keeps going.
2: 2012, he pled guilty <laughs> to attempted impersonation of a
0: public employee. Okay. Yeah, that one's a red, really bad one too. He pretended to
2: be an employee from the Department of Children and Family Services.
1: Wait a minute, Carly, what's the charge? He impersonated impersonated
2: a public employee and attempted child abuse by mental harm.
0: Oh. He pretended my to be CPS. God. Yep. He pretended to be child protective services like okay. the people that are supposed to protect children. Yes. Okay.
2: 2013, he's known again to have his Crack cocaine addiction just skyrocketing. He was actually released from prison three weeks before abducting Cherish. Oh,
0: man.
2: <clears throat> That's God. horrible. That is yeah. horrible. What's more horrible is that actually, a few days after his release, he had checked himself in at the University of Florida Health, Jacksonville, and reportedly wanted to be placed under the Baker Act. Mm-hmm. which is what like allows police doctors or family members to have someone committed for like an involuntary 72 hour mental health exam. Right. He was held for four to five days and then just released. He, wa- he checked himself in.
1: Yeah. But they just can't let people, they, can't yeah, they just, just can't let him stay. Whatever, yeah. wow. Right.
2: So back to Walmart, you can see on the surveillance tapes, they are literally just casually walking out the door. It looks just like a grandfather and granddaughter going back out to the car. You see them get in the van and drive away. It's like no one thinks twice. It literally just looks like grandpa. Yeah, she's not struggling. She's not nothing like that. She doesn't know yet,
1: right? So
2: I'm wondering, like, what did he say to her? That she's calmly, like, I mean, yes, she's only eight, but, like, she's still eight years old. She's not... A toddler, not knowing, you know what I mean? Like, he would have to have said something to be like, oh, you know what? I forgot my wall in the car. Come with me or whatever, you know? Like, oh, it just makes me so sick. So, later that night, slash, so like the early morning, a woman calls 911 stating that there's a suspicious white van behind a Baptist church. There's no one in the van right now, but she was unsure if anything was dumped because she had heard about Cherish's abduct- ab- abduction. So, like, she knew this was going on, and she's like, this seems weird. This might be connected. Let's call it in. So, like, thank God for her. After utilizing canine units, okay, the dog goes for the win and uh, lose. Always and forever for life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They find Cherish's lifeless body in a tidal creek of the Trout River behind the Highlands Baptist Church, where the van was parked she's half naked in the creek her body's in six inches of water her feet floating upward she's in her little orange dress that you can see she was wearing on the surveillance tape she's hidden partially under a log and weighed down by chunks of asphalt in the water it is the saddest like most upsetting part like yeah that's terrible it's terrible so oh. the official cause of death, I saw a couple different things. They were kind of contradictory. Yeah. I wasn't exactly sure. So right. the two causes of death that I found were blunt force trauma of the head or mechanical association, which is like strangulation, strangulation but it's usually not just by your hands. It's like with something uh-huh. like and a no cord object. or a shirt or whatever. So state attorney Melissa Nelson would later say like during the court proceedings, I believe, that Cherish's last five hours were alive, were absolutely torturous. Okay. An this autopsy, is the
0: part where the kids need to go away because for this. this. This is the part. <laughs> every
1: part. Is, yeah. This, this is where the her whole part. rest of the episode. This is where um, everyone needs to go right? away. Except go for on. our
0: listeners, which we love you.
1: Put your headphones on. Yeah. yeah. So an <laughs> autopsy
2: performed and they found that Smith had gagged, raped, sodomized then strangled, cherish, okay? There were skin abrasions on her neck and bruising, which suggested that she was strangled with something like a t-shirt. So Nelson said, quote, "He gagged her with such force, her gums and her nostrils bled. He strangled her with such force. Her eyeballs bled. She did not die quickly or easily. Hers was a brutal and tortured death. Like the mo- like the absolute worst. Possible torturous death that the, this poor little girl had to deal with. Yeah. So, in the meantime, the news had been running the Amber Alert. And this man named Charlie calls into 911. He says, um, I know the man you're looking for. He's my roommate. So, you call and like helps the police track since down. He's like, I'm calling about the person you're looking for, Donald Smith. I helped him take a couple
1: seats out of his van yesterday. So this, I hate this guy. I hate him. Um, So like Carly said, right, we, Charlie calls and basically says, listen, we got, uh, I know this guy and this is his actual name and this is what he drives. And there's already a be on the lookout that's been issued for a white van being driven by an older man. Mm -hmm. So. Like Carly said, nine a.m. They get the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office gets the report of the car parked, the van parked at the church. And they don't really know what that is. It's at ten four hundred Rutgers Road. It's a Baptist church, and it's kind of out there. It's a pretty rural location. Mm-hmm. So the deputy drives out there, and the van leaves the parking lot. And so the deputy's like, okay, so he just starts following. They're driving on I-95 and they drive for a while, actually. And this sheriff's department had the foresight to call the canine unit and say, this is where we are before we turn the lights on, pull him over, do anything. You need to catch up to us and you need to, because if, if we pull him over and he flees, we need the dog. We immediately need the dog to be present. Yep. So. Th- this guy, Officer Charles Wilkie, and his canine named Gator. I love it. So his name is Gator.
0: Charles um, and Gator.
1: Charles and Gator. I just, oh, I love it so much. So, um, what they do is they do a felony traffic stop. So this is different than a regular traffic stop. So you know, you get pulled over and you're like. God, damn it, my insurance is going to go through the roof and you're getting your (laughs) shit together. And they come up to your window, you know, Um, this is very different. The police do not come up to your window. This is a felony stop. So they, from their vehicle, ask you to exit the vehicle in the safest way for them and everyone around you, right? So Mm -hmm. the first thing they do, take the keys out of the ignition and throw them outside on the ground. And he does. Then they tell him to put his hands out the window. And he does. And this officer testified that it's the weirdest thing he's ever seen. Anytime he's ever had someone do that, they have put both their hands out the window, you know, just stick both your hands out the window. He crisscrossed his hands out the window. And he said, he's never seen that before, which is just, again, this is just, this guy is just. He, so he does this and then they ask him to unlock the door on the outside of the vehicle again, because they don't want to have any opportunity for him to do anything. So they just yeah. want to be able to see his hands at all times. So he does. And so he's detained and he's identified as Donald Smith. And while he's being patted down, officer Wilkie notices that his pants are soaking wet. And immediately Wilkie says out loud, oh my God, she's in the water. he just knew it he just immediately knew it and he's talking to the other deputy now that they have him and they're like listen we found him first parked in the back parking lot of a church and it's all hands on deck everybody goes to that parking lot because they're like that's where she is that's obviously where she is so gator is on the he's on the case and he goes down to the creek bed and just like carly said every horrible thing that we mentioned cherish is found um so obviously Donald Smith is arrested he's a sex offender right as Carly said he is compliant in completing all of the little uh boxes you have to check to be a sex offender basically so you have to report you ha- if you change addresses you have to report if you do, like mm-hmm. basically you can't do anything without mm-hmm. reporting um and he's compliant in that so the a lot of times the police point to that as like well he was he was compliant. And it's like, no, no, I don't care if he was filling out his paperwork, he is n- unable to be rehabilitated.
0: So, seriously yeah so he's um, just now living in his house just being a sick perv in his house and- yeah
1: and obviously not stopping what he's doing right like no. obviously not so he has a terrible criminal history we know this carly explained all of that to us thank you so much carly um oh, yes. <laughs> he is so he's in custody and his mother comes to visit him no Oh, yeah. And I can't, I can't this. question I can't. for all the mothers out there, if your son is in jail for the suspected premeditated murder, kidnapping, sexual assault, and abduction of an eight-year-old, do you drive out to the jail and visit him?
2: I have two boys. I love them more <laughs> than
1: life itself. Okay?
2: I love them more than the air I breathe. Well, all the things. Okay? No. No. Nope. nope they nope. can do a lot of terrible things that i will be there i will support them if they make mistakes this is not a mistake this is
1: absolutely
2: no heinous, heinous yeah. on purpose
1: yeah heinous and he's obviously done it before so this isn't her first trip out right. to 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 the polky. or her second
2: or third or fourth
1: no oh. so obviously all of this is recorded okay everybody like it's all on camera we can hear everything that you say um i don't know when people are gonna learn that but he obviously didn't know that so um what did that caseworker say that he was had high intelligence his high intelligence forgot to fucking tell him (laughs) that he was being recorded yeah. So he told his mother that this case is, and I quote, "much, much bigger than Casey Anthony." Here's your fucking gas, gas can. So yeah. So he's saying this. He's openly bragging about the crime to his mother, and he's saying that this is the most explosive case that has ever come out of Jacksonville. What is she saying so back to him? Do we know she's basically like, "Well, the the audio is shit." Yeah. um obviously because it's a jail cam <laughs> yeah um but and I actually feel for those people now that we do a podcast that I'm like oh audio is really hard um but so, <laughs> so, so um the, she's kind of like it's basically like she's prompting him to like tell me what happened mm-hmm. basically and mm-hmm. he is just like he he's in this like manic state where he's just basically rambling, like just yeah. r- like hyped yeah. rambling and probably from what Carly has told us, like probably withdrawing from crack. Right. right. So he's, you know, he's, he's all over the map. And um, so he tells, he's talking to his mother and the attorney is involved at this, in this particular conversation. And the attorney is like, okay, we're going to go with an insanity defense. Obviously, we'll go with the insanity defense because, you know, what rational minded person would do something like this? And just his mannerisms and his behavior, it's all it's all odd, it's all mm-hmm. strange. So the attorney is like, "Yes, insanity. We're that's what we're going for." So the attorney is asking him, um, you know, what what was going through your mind on that day? What were you thinking? And I mean, it's, it's just, it's just happened. So it should be fresh in your mind. Like the more detail you can give me the better. And this is a direct quote from him. And, uh, it's extremely rough again. So if you don't have your headphones on, please put them on. Um, he says, and I quote, I said, the minute she jumped in that van, it was a done deal. There was no turning back, no escape. All I know is that I snapped. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting in the driver's seat of my van and my breathing is ragged and I'm watching the sun come up. I'm watching it rise and get brighter. And I look in the backseat and she's dead. And I swear, I don't know what happened. I was so far gone. I could tell you it was like living freeze frames. And then he says, and this is another direct quote, rape is not a sex act. It's violence. It's a violent act. Rape is violence. Exposing yourself is sex. Touching, that's sex. Rape, that's not about sex. It's about violence. And at that point, I was so psychotic. I was extremely violent. She had to go. I don't care how. The <laughs> You have to believe that this is not the first time this man has said that. Right. To people who are listening. Yep. And so- it's very, it's very obviously it's very rough to hear, but it's also just like a real window into like this guy, he's just coming out and saying these things, and and you know he's been saying and in, it's and what he's been saying.
0: Killers, and it's a perspective, I feel like, into a lot of mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. that have that explanation in their confessions where they say um. Oh, I I wasn't myself when mm-hmm. it, I do. I I turn to something else or whatever, or something snaps or something clicks in me, and I do this right. And it's like they it, they go into another trance, mental trance, when they fucking do this shit. Yeah. See, no, I find it all bullshit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like is it like, no. right is he, it a state of mind from, or is it an excuse
2: he picked cherish from the get-go he, he did. did and <sighs> he fucking thing. did okay you can I, tell me that I he planned all this and then
0: snapped and no then i just went. believe that you know no i, mean? I just like, believe no, that he that he shit all is all rooted in you i just so. think that yeah. it is rooted in yeah. you that's mm-hmm. what i seriously think like
2: like he went, he was known hours
1: prior that this was what was going to happen. So, uh, five years later, ladies and gentlemen, five entire years later, this guy goes to trial February 12th of 2018, five years of that <laughs> family waiting. Oh,
0: yeah. Like living find in hell, out. honestly,
1: uh, Absolutely. and just not not being able to close the book on it. Yep. Um so he goes to trial in Jacksonville. Dr. Valerie Rio, her name is. She's the medical examiner. She testified as to the cause of death as Carly explained. Um Yeah, she- I think she
2: technically said medi- mechanical asphyxia
1: most likely mechanical asphyxia but she did note the blunt force trauma just like you said that like it could it really could have the true cause of death could have been either right um she made it through most of her testimony but in the end the prosecution showed photos of cherish's head and the lacerations on her head and the medical examiner openly wept in court and had to step down and take a break yeah I mean, we're talking about a seasoned medical professional right. who could not Can usually compartmentalize. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then also the jurors obviously mm-hmm. saw these photos and wept as well. Um, Donald Smith Jr. age 25, oh he testified against his father and he admitted to doing illegal drugs with his father since he was 16 so it just gives you an idea sometimes when these things happen and someone does a heinous crime they bring up all these witnesses who are like no it was they were my dad or they were yeah. a great coworker or they were a great you know this guy has no redeeming factors whatsoever so his yeah. even his own son his own namesake son yeah. his junior is like no um, so the trial lasted for 2 days before it went to deliberation so this is very much the prosecution was like all of the evidence is there played the cctv footage talked to the medical examiner you know explained the whole account of the emergency personnel and the police and done as far as being
2: intelligent he really was not like this whole no, no
1: everywhere it was laid
0: out on a silver platter yeah we've seen a Thank lot God it smarter, was but... we've seen much smarter smarter killers than this definitely. guy right here yeah,
1: definitely okay. so the case goes to the jury for deliberations and 14 minutes later they come back <laughs> it's my favorite thing yeah ever
0: yeah that's great that's epic shout out to that jury major shout out
1: to that jury um he was found guilty of premeditated murder sexual battery and kidnapping of a person under the age of 13
0: here here
1: um one week one week later he was uh you know at his sentencing hearing Mm -hmm. and judge mallory cooper is quoted as saying death is the only appropriate penalty for the defendant given the highly egregious nature of the crime Mm -hmm. so he was given the death penalty and um immediately after the press went to rain and asked her what she thought and she said and i quote i don't move forward i just exist now every day i'm reminded by what he's done the police knew who he was. We as a community did not know who he was.
2: And I know like people have ideas about the death penalty or whatever, but like that is what he deserved.
1: This is uh, one of those cases up, that up. makes you go. Yeah. Okay. You know, fine. Yeah, yeah go, sure. Go right fine."
2: right So in the meantime, though, Rain has been blamed for Cherish's murder since it happened. Okay. The public would absolutely turn on her, which like some accused her of selling Cherish for drugs.
0: Yes, so fucked up.
2: Some said she purposely let Cherish be taken to lessen her burden of her three daughters.
1: Part of this shit is on fucking Casey Anthony too, by the way, that she created this image of like the mom who wants to like whatever, like not all people are like that. Exactly. Right. Others thought
2: that she was on drugs that day that Cherish was taken and that maybe have altered her
1: decision-making
2: skills. Either way, we are not blaming
0: Rain in any capacity.
1: None. No, this is unthinkable.
0: So, to, for yes. anyone, for anyone exactly. at all,
1: exactly. If this
2: this wasn't bad enough, soon after Cherish's murder, Rain loses custody of her other two daughters. Cherish's father would late, like a year after the murder, spoke out about it, and he said, like he doesn't necessarily blame Rain, but he does blame her decisions. Which I don't really know, like how that different in a way like from like from her ex I don't know which is kind of weird so he decided when he was like interviewed he spoke about like how they met which was like she was working on a strip club and at first like he wasn't sure if he was Cherish's father and like wanted a paternity test and like just the way that he brought this into conversation like yeah
0: all of that sounds no shady. one
2: specifically asked that so like the way he chose to bring it up and the way he described it was just all in like a very negative.
0: Yeah. You know, like It way- seems yeah.
1: very like, it seems like there's daggers to that. Definitely. You know, like he's yeah, really trying promise. to, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah.
2: So then he goes on to say like how he had moved to San Diego because he was in the military and he was based there now and he was fighting rain for custody um, after his rights, after um, custody rights, after his paternity was actually proved um that he was Cherish's father and he tried to get full custody because he did feel that Rain was unfit in some way right, right. to be Cherish's full-time parent
1: if your you know spouse or ex or whatever wants the child mm-hmm. and she is actively fighting to not give her up and actively like doing whatever she can to support her like that's a that's a loving mother yes
2: and like, granted, No, she didn't have a lot of money. Okay. But she did what she could for her children. Exactly. I, I saw nothing about any sort of drug history. Nothing. Like, I didn't see anything like that. No criminal background as far as I could see. Like, who cares if she worked at a strip club? Like, whatever. You know?
1: Yeah, that doesn't... I, I don't bat an eye at that. I really no. don't. And he also said that he ended up getting...
2: Like, she Green did get full custody of Cherish, but he was um, allowed two weeks a year or whatever for Cherish to go visit him which was the trip that she was about to go on before she was murdered and he he basically didn't quite say but he basically said that rain would constantly or often do something or say something to try not let cherish go on the trips but like she always went she never actually kept Cherish from going, so right. again, like, why are we talking about this? Like,
1: well, yeah, I mean, not for nothing. It's a huge expense for her. Yes. Even if he pays for the ticket, like we're watching her. Like, how am I going to figure out the taxi? How am I yeah. going to send her with clothes? How yeah. am I like? How am I even going to do all She's this? She's going to need stuff. Snacks. It is. She's going to need a very tax- She's need-
0: Yeah, it's a huge, it's a lot, taxing, huge thing. Absolutely. Right. Exactly.
2: so rain would actually go on the dr oz show she asked dr oz give me a drug test i will do a polygraph like i need to prove these rumors are all false so she did them and they all showed that she was not lying which i know polygraphs are not admissible court yada yada but like there was no drugs to be found she was telling the truth as far as we could see like she just Fine, like maybe you could say she didn't make the right decision by going with him, but she just wanted these.
0: But who and whoever does in a case like this, I mean, really, like who ever makes always the perfect you're not going to always make the, pr- it's got, these are how these things, ha- this is how these kinds of things happen is yeah. because people make mistakes like that. Yeah, because it. people are human happens.
1: beings.
0: Yes. Because and like, who cares? She made, exactly.
2: yes, she made the wrong it's, choice. Do you not think she already feels the absolute worst she could possibly feel? Right, exactly. She made the decision right. to begin with because look at what happened. Like right. she feels bad enough. Leave her alone.
0: It's, okay? and I feel, I feel that way. I feel similar that way too for. um, Oh, Madeline McCann. Yeah. Right, yeah right, right, right. McCann's. Thank you. It's kind of a similar thing where I just feel like the parents are just getting ripped new ones. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you know, that's the other thing I was thinking too. She's got three kids, dude. She had three kids rain. Like she. They, she's trying to figure out what the fuck the kids are going to eat day to day right. and what the how the hell she's going to get them places. She doesn't. She can't remember what dress she put Cherish in. Exactly. She can't, yeah. she can't exactly. remember that off the top of her fucking head right now.
2: Nancy Grace herself.
0: Queen. Queen. Love you, Nancy. Love you. We love you, love you so much, Nancy.
2: Yes. So she says on the show, Nancy Grace, she goes, Donald Smith was covered in scratches. That little bitty frail little girl tried to live and I'm tired of people blaming the mom. So Rain, after this all goes down, she advocates for children and tries to help parents understand the warning signs. She's quoted saying like, I was foolish. I admit it, a lot of parents make mistakes. So while she's advocating, she speaks out against the three strikes you outlaw. People who hurt children, such as like sexual predators, yada, yada, They're actually given second chances where the laws require both a severe violent felony and two other previous convictions to serve a mandatory life sentence in prison.
0: And people that sell marijuana spend more time in jail than for first offense, nonviolent offense.
2: All of this could have been prevented. Prevented. Okay. At the same time, I was listening to something in regards to this case where other people who are registered sex offenders for not necessarily violent acts against children, but like taking a piss in the alley and a kid walks by. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're right. Indecent
0: there. exposure. Right. Okay. Sure.
2: Which like, yes. yes, that was not a great idea that you did that. So in the um, interview I was listening to was like a person again, who had the sex offense. So obviously like we've talked about, they can't live within certain, you know, um, feet of a school, a church, a daycare, yada, yada. Right. So I think there were stops. Right. So I think in, yeah. they were technically based in Miami and they were saying like, if you look at the map and you draw a circle for however many feet it is around every single daycare school, yada, yada, there's only like four houses in this little spot, two houses in this little spot three houses over here. And they're not necessarily for sale or for rent. Like you need to figure out, like they could already be resided in. You know what I mean? So like they have a hard time trying to find someone to rent from where they can, who will actually rent to them knowing that they are a registered sex offender. You know what I mean? So like they were going over like their plate of what they have to deal with the hoops they have to go through just to find housing, right? And at one point for a second, I'm like, oh yeah, that must suck. And I was like, no, I don't care either way you're a registered sex offender one way or another the kids need to be thought of first they're like well it's detrimental to the person being on the register well like no it's like toxic waste we're labeling it as toxic waste we want you over here we're not you already did your time we're not going to continue to punish you but we want to make sure we know the toxic waste is over there not near us you know what i mean like that's yeah, what the person is in fucked
0: up
2: like it, it just made me mad And I know like maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh. No, you're not. This needs
0: to be made aware of. It's not right. These people are walking the streets every day. And three strikes is too many strikes. And let's not
1: forget, three strikes comes from polyclass. Polyclass had to die in order for us to get three strikes because Richard Allen Davis went to prison eight fucking times before he killed that Exactly. No, it's like it's it's uh it already comes from a place of the this exact situation happening yep um to to another little girl and like uh, honestly (sighs) we're not dealing with pedophilia we're not dealing with it as a country we do not deal Mm -hmm. with it no No. one talks about it no one uh, no one no one none of us are dealing with it no no, yeah not know how to deal with it it's not working
2: so like rain is uh, obviously speaking out against this because it's true, like her daughter would still be. Uh, she should be. Okay, yeah. he should have been locked up forever, a long time, a long ago. time ago. Yeah. So and it happens again and again and
0: again. Because
1: we don't have the resources to keep people in jail for for life. We right. like we just we don't have it. So they let people just. I mean, was it um, a Mary Vincent's? Attacker who lived in a trailer outside of San Quentin for a long time. no one would have him, yes. Because no one would have him, exactly.
2: (laughs) Five years after Church's murder, Rain is still getting hate mail.
1: Do something better with your time.
2: Join a missing
1: persons group. You know what I'm saying? Do something.
2: Soon after Church's murder, Rain loses her other two daughters, Cecilia and Avea. So they actually, in 2017, end up being permanently adopted by Rain's sister who lived in Australia. So Rain is devastated because she's not even in the same country or on the same continent as her girls anymore. And when asked, Rain claims like she was often turned down for jobs because of who she was. I get it like with the Casey, again, with the Casey Anthony comparison, like she's vilified, but she does not deserve it. Like in any capacity. If Casey fucking Anthony can have a stable job as a- Actually, I
1: don't work here actually
2: <laughs> don't but like now she's a private investigator okay she's making an income and rain can do it to keep her other daughters so she's rain, a private investigator isn't she my her? ass right I mean. oh
1: yeah she's a private oh, investigator she can, well she she, she works it, for it. i can't okay well she can not fucking... <laughs> yeah.
2: so rain continues to say like cherish is the biggest victim of what happened but destiny and nevaeh are also victims which is 100 percent true hmm um, Rain claims she's still going to fight to get back her parental rights. Um, there's no word on their father who Rain was with at the time of Cherish's murder, but he left Rain a week after. No idea where he is because he's obviously not fighting for his daughters either. Right. If your daughters are alive and well, you could have them. Yeah, it's But you're not, what are you even doing? But there's a recording I heard that I don't know which one it was, if it was Destiny or Nevea. They were talking about Cherish and they said like, oh, you know, if you could say something to cherish what would you say and they go oh cherish we'll see you again i hope you remember me like in heaven like i hope you remember me like how sad
1: god kids are just so humble they're just so unbelievable Like they lost their sisters so
2: terribly their mom their dad like awful they're uh it's true. Like, them and Cherish are, like, the worst victims of this whole thing. And then Rain. I know.
0: I hate to say that I will really be, like, thinking about those kids and their future. Gosh. Yeah.
2: But they seem happy now. They're, like, smiley in their little pictures, and it's wow. just sad that they can't be, you know, a fan. Like, their whole family can't be together. So, guys, now that I really bummed you the
1: hell out, that's the
2: story of Cherish Periwinkle.
1: What have we learned, Quinnies? Uh. Rest in
2: peace, little cherish. Rest chair, in chair. peace, little cherish. One hundred percent. Rest we in peace, cherish. To stay away from white vans. White creeper no vans. Matter what. I had a white be white rude, van once. be overprotective. Again, we're not victim blaming. But don't do it. And also don't send hate mail to the mother of a murdered child.
1: Definitely yeah.
0: not. Don't do that. Yeah, I think I think one I think a really big lesson from this is that is trust your gut. Trust yeah. your instincts. Yeah, man. yeah. Because she felt it. Trust she them knew instincts. It. She did. Yeah. She knew it. She felt knew it. it.
1: She felt it. And you know what else, mm-hmm. Quinny's? We got to ban Annie, the musical. Right. Okay. Ban it. I banning, banning it Annie. It was, okay. the worst. it was the worst. I was in it twice too, <laughs> Carly. <laughs> Who'd you play? Pepper. Me too. Two times.
0: Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's a
1: revelations. Okay, now that Carly and I have both been in Annie twice, oh, we're yeah. ready for Annie to be banned. Let me tell you why. Okay. okay. Wow. Daddy Warbucks does not exist. There is no. You know, philanthropist, like older man who is going to take pity on the orphan child and build them up into a what? It's a trope, and it does not exist. It's mm-hmm. only there to keep people in vulnerable bad situations. It's yeah. not a thing. It's not real. If you want to actually help
2: under you know underprivileged children or whatever, there are many other better ways. Okay. Yeah. Contact a social worker, see what
0: they
1: need, like foster kids. And Katie could be Annie. She could.
0: I'm pretty sure that my old theater teacher in high school tried to get them to do (laughs) Annie because he wanted me to be her. Love it. Fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, God, I hate that what play. I dog. hate that fucking musical. Dogs, yeah,
1: the play is Way. done. Yeah. We've yeah. just officially Annie. Annie doesn't have a future We're in 2021. Dying.
0: Seriously, oh my God, what a fucking story! I'm telling you, this one and is poor like, poly class.
1: Oh my God. That's one that oh. I just, we, our listeners don't know that we did an episode on the no. last second episode we ever did. And I got so enraged and upset that I basically <laughs> said that Richard Allen Davis should, should have been killed when he was young. Yep. And we were like, we can't release that.
2: <laughs> Stop serenading people! I'm I don't want to do it. it. What is
0: it with the murder? I doing don't this? want you to. You do or this. their creepy girlfriends oh, or anything. Like, why are you playing music in the corner creepily? <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal, show your mouth shut, Hannibal. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> okay (laughs) oh god okay okay